This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me this week on Thursday at 3 o'clock to get in on the action. Locker Room, changing the way we talk about sports. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Locked On NBA Draft. Uh, my name is Richard Stamen. I'm one of the hosts. I believe this is going to be the first episode talking about a little bit of what we've seen from the NCAA tournament um, and kind of talking about what the title, you know, episodes brought to you by Locker Room. I will be on there this week. Uh, roughly three o'clock, I should be, you know, making some appearance. So if you want to ask me any questions about what we've seen, what the takeaways should be, um, I will be on. I love answering that stuff. I did that last week ahead of the um, ahead of the conference tournaments and selection Sunday and and everything like that. I've been doing that. It's a really fun experience. I've been on there for a while. I know a lot of y'all have seen me on there. Um, so I I will be on there if you ever want to ask me questions. I'm very open about that. So if you want to, uh, we can talk about that at any point this week. I will take any questions, like I said. Uh, and just kind of to preface this episode, this one's going to be kind of quick. Um, just talking about, you know, the players who, quote unquote, gone too soon from the NCAA tournament and just highlighting what they did and um, and what the impact was. I do want to say, you know, I don't think you can take a lot away from the NCAA tournament. I do think a lot of the impact of the NCAA tournament performances are just outright overblown. You know, I, I've got synergy this last summer. I saw a lot of college basketball this year, way more than I've ever watched in my life, which is good and bad. I think sometimes, you know, there can be too much of uh of something, but I think uh, I think really the 20 plus games that we've seen all year that I've seen for a lot of these players, it does not weigh it. You know, yes, you're you're in a tight game and defenses are much more focused. It may be a warning for what you might be in the playoffs, but I don't think it really should impact. Like, if a guy has a bad shooting game in it, it doesn't mean it's not going to be able to shoot in the NBA. I think there's a lot of exaggerated takes that go on with the NCAA tournament. Um, which is why I almost sometimes wish I'd refrained from watching it just so I didn't get sucked in because I'm guilty. I've done it before. You know, it's cool to see guys go 30 on a huge game and lead their team to a comeback. Every prospect needs their signature win. But of course, all eyes are on March and, uh, you know, performances just stand out more. But that doesn't mean that players' stocks should rise or fall more than any other game. I, I, to me, it's just another game and it doesn't outweigh the 20 previous games. So I, I do want to get that out there. I don't think, uh, I just, I don't really think that March means as much as the media kind of makes it out to be. That's my personal take. Of course, everyone's entitled to their opinion, but you know, one player dropping 30, uh, that's not a prospect does not immediately make them a prospect. So things like that, just be aware as you're watching March Madness. It's super fun. Um, you know, Cade Cunningham kind of, we'll, we'll get talk about him, but Cade Cunningham lost a little bit early. Doesn't mean he's not going to be the number one pick. He still is. That stuff just doesn't impact it. So anyways, going to just kind of go down the list and uh, talk about some of the prospects who, how they played and everything who lost early in the tournament before the Sweet 16. This is admittedly being recorded Monday night. So USC hasn't played. Uh, Florida hasn't played against, or excuse me, Florida State has not played against Colorado and Alabama hasn't played. Those are the three games left. Um, in case they do, I really don't see Alabama losing with Herb Jones, uh, the player of the year in the SEC. I do have USC winning, so just in case, though, something goes off, you know, they are the underdog. Evan Mobley had a hell of a year. No matter what happens, don't let this one game change your perspective. He's still the number two player, if you're pessimistic. Probably the number three player. I mean, I had him number three till pretty recently, a few weeks ago. Uh, so I see the argument, depending on who you have above him. But I don't think anything can majorly change 
Um, and then the other game I have is Colorado upsetting Florida State. Could very well be wrong. I don't see many prospects from Colorado, maybe McKinley Wright as a two-way guy. But Scotty Barnes and Raekwon Gray, who had a great first outing, uh, those are two guys that might go from Florida State. So if they're gone, um, sorry to them. They had great collegiate years this year. Uh, I do think Scotty Barnes is a top 10 pick at the worst. And Raekwon Gray, Gray has probably played himself into the second round. Getting into the confirmed losses already. Start with Friday afternoon. One of the first games, Utah State lost to Texas Tech by 12 with zero fault to Nemeas Keza. He went 5 of 8 for 11 points, 7 blocks, almost had a triple-double with 13 rebounds, 6 assists. I mean, he could have had a – he was almost flirting with a quadruple-double if you're really stretching it. Um, that's in, that's incredible. He had five turnovers, of course, but he showed I, – I, I haven't been big on him. That I know what I said just a couple minutes ago about how one game shouldn't impact your stock, but he put everything together in this game. And honestly, I do think that he will go second round solely because of this. Still have my concerns about him fully putting it together consistently, but it was a nice flash where you can kind of understand why he's hyped up as a mid-second round guy. I think he goes 45 to 60. Um, you know, Big's values are just hard to project, but he had a great game and shout out to him. He did not deserve to lose that early. I personally had Utah State um, advancing, but of course I was wrong. Another one, have to give a shout out to Jaden Ivey on Purdue. He played his heart out against North Texas, uh, my alma mater. Uh, so I'm happy with the win, but it's sad to see Jaden Ivey go, you know, 10 of 24, 26 points, two blocks, two rebounds. He played really well. And he, he's a guy who, if you don't follow Hawks draft nerd, he has been on Jaden Ivey all year. And he showed out, this is a game that got him on the map, whether he declares in 2021 or 2022 in the future, anywhere. He's an NBA prospect and he showed it. So he's someone who definitely got helped by March. Another in this region was North Carolina's Dayron Sharp. I personally didn't see this blowout coming, especially in an 8-9 matchup. I even had North Carolina winning. I thought if there was going to be a blowout, it'd be their favor. Uh, Dayron Sharp had a disappointing senior, or excuse me, freshman year overall, but his final games just, they didn't really stand out. He showed flashes. I think ultimately he goes second round, but He's got some uh, he's got some work to do on his game. Needs to just become more well-rounded. Um, can potentially shoot out to the free-throw line, kind of like Isaiah Stewart on offense. I think he has the floater more than Stewart, obviously, which is rare for a big uh, and a little bit more mobile defensively, I believe. But he would have been someone who I would have liked to see play a little bit better. It uh, didn't really matter. I think he's gone anyways. But he's someone in the South region that I think just gone too early from the tournament. So when I come back, I'm going to recap some of the games in the Midwest and East regions, uh, just talking about some of the guys that, again, continuing this, just going down a different region. First, this episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Personally, I use Locker Room. Uh, I think it's a perfect place to start or just join conversations about the league, really in MLB, NBA, NHL, uh, you know, we have locked on hosts on there for those uh, sports specifically. And there's just tons of fans on there. I mean, personally, I'm, I'm engaged on Twitter with a lot of these people. It's how I have met a lot of my followers. Um, you know, we debate stuff. We get post-game breakdowns, you know, big news, big rumors. We break all of that down. Download the free Locker Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. 
Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NBA group for the latest updates. I know you'll find a ton of incredible locker rooms around your favorite teams and leagues. I can't wait for you all to join the app. Um, I'll be sure to let you know once the Locked On NBA Draft Room is live. So go ahead and download the Locker Room app today. Locker Room changing the way we talk about sports. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everyone and does not require membership or account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. All right, so there's a lot to get to in these next two regions, so I'm going to go pretty quick, some rapid fire. You know, in the Midwest region, we lost Illinois in the early rounds to Loyola, Chicago. Huge upset. They'll be facing Oregon State, so that's an 8-12 in the Sweet 16. Uh, pretty big upset. You know, it was tough to see Ayo Dosunmu go. I think that was probably his last collegiate game against Loyola Chicago and against the team. You know, he grew up, I believe, in Chicago. He's a great slasher, really proved he can score at any way around screens, really showed that in the first game against Drexel. Um, I think he's someone who is worth a oh, very early second round pick, maybe a high first, depending on the team. Uh, you know, slasher, athletic, can pass the ball, pick and roll player. Shot really developed this year, took a huge jump. From 30% from three last year on three and a half attempts per game to 39% this year on three attempts per game. So the free throw percentage went up also three points, uh, three percentage points, excuse me. So he's really improved there. I think it's a legit improvement. The shot base is still a little bit weird, but it's not the end of the world. Um, I, I do think he's someone who's worth gambling on. Pretty low risk, I think. I, I think slashers like him just at his size, 6'5", pretty hard to come by at a point guard every year. So I, I would take him, again, late first. Um, obviously, you know, next game was a huge upset. Speaking of Oregon State, kind of hinted at it. You know, Jaden Springer and Keon Johnson likely played their last collegiate game uh, against Oregon State. That was an absolute blowout, and that really started. There was no stopping point for Oregon State. They just kept the, you know, their foot on the gas. It was 33-19 to 19 at halftime. Uh, Oregon State's been hot. They won the Pac-12 when people didn't expect it. Keon and Springer were both okay. You know, Keon Johnson had 6 of 16, 14 points, 3 steals, 2 assists, 6 rebounds, which was pretty good, but also 2 turnovers. Jaden Springer had 12 points on 12 shots. That was pretty much mostly what he brought to the table, a couple nice passes. Um, I think ultimately you'll see both of those guys go lottery. Again, not a huge, uh, not a huge make or break for either of their stock, just disappointing for the team. And then obviously we saw Cade Cunningham also lose to Oregon State. 
wasn't his best game of his career for sure, but it doesn't really matter because he's going number one. You know, he went six of 20 for 24 points, had five steals, one of the best steals I've ever seen, I think, also uh, in that game. Had three assists, four rebounds, so pretty close to average on a lot of stuff, eight of 10 from the line. He had a good game. It wasn't anything special. I know a lot of people wanted more because he's the number one pick, but it's just kind of Cade Cunningham. He's going to be good in college, but he's going to be great in the NBA. I think he's a guy who benefits so much from spacing. Um, another guy, you know, Miles Deuce McBride, great on-ball defender, growing shooter. Not really sure still what he brings to the table offensively in the NBA. Might be a backup, but he played really well um, all year. You know, had even seven assists and three steals. Went against Syracuse. Um, so sad to see him go as well. They were the three seed big upset. And in the East region, I think that might've had two of the biggest upsets. If you ask me, even though one of them was a seven ten, losing the number five player on my board, James book Knight, I really was shocked to see them go and really have no control over that game. It was a pretty disappointing game all around for book Knight and UConn. They were way better than they played. I mean, they had guys going three of 12, one of 10, Book Knight won six of 16 with 15 points, only had one assist. It was hard to get a lot going for them. Maryland's defense kind of gave them trouble and they just couldn't make shots. I mean, as a whole, they shot 30% from three and 32% from the field. So that was disappointing. I really wanted to see the Book Knight train kind of rise and take them to the final four. I had them going there. Um, unfortunately, you know, that's not happening. So, but we also want to give a shout out to the, uh, to the playing game loser, which was Michigan State. Uh, and I realized that just sounded kind of weird, but Michigan State lost to UCLA. I didn't see that one coming, but Aaron Henry uh, is on Michigan State. He's going pro. He's going to be a nice defensive-minded wing who can do a little bit of everything. He's a guy who, you know, he'll go second round. He's going to be good value. I don't know if he has a high floor or high ceiling. He's just kind of middle ground on everything, which could also be a good NBA player. It doesn't mean that he's not going to be good. And then the biggest upset, arguably – of the weekend that wasn't Oral Roberts and Ohio State was Texas losing to Abilene Christian. And we lost four good prospects on that, which were Matt Coleman, who had a, you know, a tour, that's always going to haunt him. That's going to be what's around his name is how he handled the end of the game. Kai Jones, who had a decent game, nothing special, 11 points, three blocks. And it's, it's crazy that three blocks isn't anything special anymore with Kai Jones. That's the standards that we have for him as a lottery pick two assists, three rebounds on four to five shooting, which is anybody else's great game. Greg Brown really didn't play six minutes. He's someone who I don't see coming back to the college basketball, but I also don't see him going anywhere before the 40th pick. He's just so raw, doesn't really have a jump shot. Great athlete, though, great size. So there's some gamble on there, but I think he plays a lot in the G League next year. And then lastly, Jericho Sims played his last collegiate game, had a hell of a game. He was the best player for Texas, in my opinion. Maybe him or Andrew Jones. He went three of three, had a double double with 10 points, 11 rebounds, two assists, two steals, and three blocks. He's a guy who I know a lot of Maps fans listen to this podcast, so I'm about to either really irritate or really make someone happy, depending on where you stand on this player. But Jericho Sims reminds me a lot of Dwight Powell, who, for whatever reason, is the most polarizing player I've ever seen in Maps history. You know, pick and roll, elite in the pick and roll. He's a better defender can kind of shoot. I don't know how much I trust it. Uh, moves really well, can guard a lot of positions. So does more than Powell, but isn't necessarily better at Powell's best role, which is being that role man. So when I come back, I'm uh, going to do the final region of upsets, which actually had a good amount. We lost a lot of prospects in, in the West region. That's Gonzaga's region. Uh, so going to get that one going after this. 
But first, betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports actions. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, of course, with the NCAA tournament, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline.ag even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. It has real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And use promo code LOCKEDON, and that's one word. Okay, so if you listen to Locked On, any Locked On podcast, you know, we've been telling you about Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. So now is the time to find out which Built Bar is best, and it's the Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup is coconut versus white chocolate birthday cake. So I personally uh, am a huge white chocolate fan. I think that is the easiest way to win me over. So I'm going to go ahead and project that white chocolate birthday cake wins. And who doesn't like birthday cake? Um, So I I think that's going to be the winner in this one. But you can't really go wrong with coconut either, Um, depending on, you know, if you're a sucker for sweets like I am. I just absolutely am. But go to BuiltBar.com or to at bar underscore built on Twitter to vote. And remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar. Get more analysis on the top prospects available in this year's NBA Draft with the Locked On NBA Draft Podcast. Scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of March Madness four days a week from credentialed draft experts. Subscribe today and follow Locked on NBA Draft. Well, with that, I assume that you already do follow Locked on NBA Draft, considering you are currently listening if you've made it this far. So I'm going to go ahead and recap some of the games that the players we've lost, unfortunately, too early, in my opinion. I'm going to start with the most tragic of them all. We didn't get to see Nashawn Highland versus Chris Duarte in the opener because of COVID cases on VCU. Uh, Bones, Nashawn Highland, um, he's a great shot creator. I think he's a first-round pick. Very similar to Jamal Crawford is the best way I've heard him described. You know, just he has a bag. He's got that just space creation. He can shoot, clean shot. And unfortunately, we didn't get to see him against one of the best defensive playmakers in the entire country who a lot of people are calling this year's Desmond Bain. He's a 23-year-old uh, guard at Oregon, Chris Duarte. Really just monster on both ends, really good shooter. He He's going to be in the NBA, and it just depends on where he gets drafted. I think he could go 20th, and I think he could go 35th. I think if he goes past 35th, then someone is probably going to be in trouble up top. I think there's going to be a GM in a lot of trouble for letting such an obvious player slide. You know, good shooter, two-way playmaker. That's an archetype for gold in the NBA as a guard. Uh, the only downside is he's 23. Not really much there, but... On that front, you know, it's not an attractive trait. But kind of leading with Chris Duarte, he had a major upset over the final game of Luca Garza's career with Iowa. You know, they blew him out 95 to 80 in Oregon's favor, went 9 of 12 against Iowa, 23 points, 7 assists, only one steal. But Luca Garza, whew, you know, we could do an entire podcast, and we probably will, on Luca Garza. 
just he's been phenomenal in the entire four years of his NCAA career. Had a closing game of 36 points on 14 of 20 shooting, nine rebounds, one assist, two, uh, one steal. Just a really offensive-minded player who he's going to get knocked because he's a slow-ish, post-minded offensive player. That's just not a, an attractive trade anymore in the NBA, unfortunately. But, you know, elite work ethic. I think he's one of the hardest workers in the country. Everyone I've talked to says the same thing. They repeat that sentiment. And he was just good. He's going to be the player of the year. I mean, he's he led Iowa to a two seed. He's a winning player. And you see the guys like Nick Vucevic is succeeding. When you see someone like that, even a toned-down version, every team can use. Let's be real. Big men that can generate offense at such a great rate, if they can be hidden, they have a spot in the league no matter how bad of a defender they are. They just need the right team. I, I truly think that's the case for them. Um, so really sad to see Luka Garza go. I'm personally under the belief that um, that he should be getting drafted pretty early in the second round. Don't ever think it, NBA teams. You know, it's that's just kind of how it is. I, I just don't see them as a as a team that I don't see. Excuse me, I don't see Luka Garza as a player that should be slipping just because he's an old school player. He's very good, one of the most talented players in the entire draft, pound for pound. It's just unfortunately the play style isn't great. So the next one, moving on to the another upset in this one, in the first round we had. Virginia losing to Ohio, which if you haven't seen Jason Preston, man, he is good. He's a walking triple-double threat, had 11 points, 8 assists, and 13 rebounds. I know he won, but just wanted to give him that shout-out. He's an outstanding prospect. Um, So we lost three prospects in this one. Sam Hauser, who had a pretty disappointing game, 15 points on 16 shots. You know, he's a stretch four to an extent. Um, Has a good post-game, good post-touch. Had nine rebounds, so not an all-around terrible game from him, just – you know, the efficiency would have been nice. Trey Murphy was a little bit quiet, had 12 points, four of nine shooting, just eight. He took eight of those were threes and went four of eight, but, you know, didn't really make a ton of noise. He had two steals, could have been a better game. It was a really big chance for him to show out and, you know, jump the, jump a lot of mainstream fans' boards, really, I think, and, you know, make a name for himself. And then also the last one, Jay Huff, big man for Virginia. If you listen to last week's episode, you know, I wasn't huge on him. Had four blocks, nine points, six rebounds. I think that was his last game in college. He probably goes late second at best. I'm still not sold on him. Really thought this was a good matchup for him, just going against the Ohio front court. But he really didn't take advantage of it, and I think that was a disappointing. Um, that was just disappointing. But ultimately, again, I want to repeat. That's not going to really impact my. I don't. I haven't moved my board once this entire week. It just kind of showed things maybe to look for in other games. That's how I take it. Um, so don't don't think that, you know, that Jay Huff's not going to get drafted because of this one game. So the last one, the very last game of this, again, uh, as I'm recording, some of these games are still going on in this region, the USC-Kansas game. Oklahoma, uh, Austin Reeves might be a prospect. He had 11 of 17 against Gonzaga. Really can't do much against that powerhouse of a team. Really against anyone else, they probably win. They played them about as well as you can. He had 27 points, two steals, two assists, two rebounds. Really good shot creator. I think he might make his way onto some second-round boards in the future. Uh, but for Gonzaga, I want to give a quick shout-out. You know, there's a guy. That team is stacked. We all know Corey Kispert. We all know Jalen Suggs, who was my number three player. We all know, you know, Drew Timmy, arguably the player of the year. There's a lot of good players on the team, right? But Joel Yari just does not get enough credit. He's a really good ball handler, uses screens. Uh, doesn't get the flashy stats. He's sacrificed a lot this year with Jalen Suggs. I think he's someone who, if you draft him in the second round and you need a guard if you're an NBA team, 
you're going to find a lot of early success. Two-way guy who, obviously, you know, the jump shot needs some improvement. It's not very smooth. He can kind of only shoot around screens, which is a worry. But he's a winning player. Like, that's just kind of what he is. His play style just adapts to any play. He can adapt to any play style. I think that has value. So uh, just want to give him a quick shout-out, you know, on kind of going opposite of guys who have lost. Uh, but, yeah, that's kind of how I wanted to wrap the show up, a little bit more positive. Um, we do have the Sweet 16 coming up this upcoming weekend. There's a little bit of a break, luckily. I think we all kind of need that. College basketball is a little bit rough at times. But thank you guys for joining me on the Locked On NBA Draft podcast. Be sure to you know rate and leave reviews, five stars. Really means a lot for us. Does a lot you know for us. We're brand new. We can really use some boosting and as the draft gets closer. Really, really mean a lot. And thank you again. If you have any questions for anything I said, anything you want to hear in the future, hit me up at Mavs Draft. Uh, and my name is Richard Stamen. Thank you guys for listening.